1: Welcome to the Attacking on Strong Podcast for a brand new season, and it's safe to say we're massively excited. We've, in fact, we're so excited, we've gone ahead and made four preview shows for you, one for each of the region. That is how excited. We are and uh, none more so than Dan Killick. Sat to my right scribbling away making notes furiously. Uh Dan, how are you? <laughs> There's no notes, no notes. There is
0: a few notes. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm good, excited, had a nice nice summer off and um, Well I'm glad one of us did. Yeah, I needed it though, didn't I? You said Dan. Looking tired.
1: A well earned break. A couple of years a couple of years older than me as well. You've say, you know, you've you've got a manage you carefully, you're like the Gavin Henson of this podcast, you know, can't be playing you every, can't be playing you week in, week out, need a very careful uh, pre-season as well. Exactly, and
0: that I've had, but yeah, up at HAC, that got me um, Got me in the mood. Yeah, this was an
1: interesting one actually, and um, yeah, so we went to go and see the uh, the Saracens Ospreys game that was played in London last week in uh, a real, yeah, a, a bit of a it's astonishing ground, really, isn't it? right in the centre of London. Incredible, yeah. Felt you feel lucky just to be there, don't you? Well, yeah. I don't know. About it. It's just astra- I don't know. It's, it's quite a strange environment, I find that um, that game. But you know, fair play to to Saracens, they put on a they put on a good event. There but, wasn't um, too many people watching the game, was there? Yeah, There's that's a lot of, that's what I'm getting at. A lot it's, of boozing, a lot of entertaining. You know, yeah. But which is yeah, you know, which is fine. You know, if you if you pay the money in to, to go in hospitality, and obviously a lot of companies do that's on that. Fine. It was pricey, wasn't it? Thirty pounds a ticket. Yeah, and it was still a sellout. Thirty pounds. Well, that's it if you got the if you got the money around there. I hasten to add that we were there on media passes as well, so uh, so we paid sixty. <laughs> uh, right uh, yeah so that was uh, that, that's i suppose one of the, one of the perks of the job um so yeah a big welcome back and thanks for uh, thanks for listening we're going to kick off with the ospreys in fact seeing as that's uh, that's fresh in our mind and it's not just myself and dan we've got contributions from ben john later on the uh, the osprey center and we've also got uh, a chat with our good friend Yestin george a uh, long suffering uh, ospreys fan and um you know a, a man who certainly makes no bones about sharing that that long sufferingness with <laughs> us, so uh, yeah, we'll be catching up with with both of those later on in the podcast before we get underway. Obviously, uh, a big thanks to another osprey our um, our good sponsor, Scott Otten, who sponsors us with So coffee trades and make sure you get your hands on uh, on some of that stuff as we 've done over the summer and you can do that at socoffeetrades.co.uk. Right, so the first part of the show, myself and Dan are going to have a look at some of the key players, some of the, um, the players we think are going to be breakthrough players uh, into this season. The signings we're excited about seeing, and then also we're going to have a, a we're going to predict how the Ospreys are going to get on in in both of those uh, in both of those competitions. Obviously, in uh, in their European Challenge Cup, I suppose uh, unusual surroundings for the Ospreys there, uh, but then also in the mm. in the Pro Fourteen as well. Big year for them. Well, it is really, actually, isn't it? And there's been a lot of change at, at the regions, and arguably none more so, I would say, than the Ospreys. Yeah. See, so the Dragons in lots of comings and goings, but off the field at the Ospreys, you know, you've got a new coach, Sean Edwards coming in. It's um, yeah,
0: Dragons have taken the limelight, haven't they? But there's a lot, a lot resting on mm. the, on this season now for the Ospreys. It really is make or break, isn't it? Yeah, I've, um, and that's what makes it fascinating. It does,
1: and you know, I. I Ospreys fans won't be used to that kind of season last year. You know, Dra- Dragons fans, it was, it was bad even for, even for the Dragons, but there's not been much to cheer about there for, for a long time. Whereas, um, you know, are, sorry, the Ospreys are used to being the most successful region or certainly prior to, to the Scarlet's current, um, current period of dominance. So it's going to be a really interesting season to see if they can get everything back on track. Yeah, the question is, can they? Well, this is it. So let's start by having a look at some of these players. So uh, I've uh, I've given Dan Killick homework to do for once and made him go out and research each of these each of these sides, and he hasn't done it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and God, must be it must be he must be turned over a new leaf because he's even gone and uh, he's even gone and done a bit of research, right? Ospreys key player. This is the this is the it's getting yeah. to the, the nitty gritty now, Dan. Key player for me is um, the
0: ten, number ten. So yeah, that's Sam, exactly what I've put. Is right. it really? Yeah, yeah. Go on, copy me. So so Sam Davis, and then. You know Luke Luke Price as well.
1: Um, just I'm, going to, I'm going to stop you right there because uh, that's interesting. Because if you were to say you know right, yeah, you know, who's going to play outside half for the Ospreys? I think most people would have said Sam Davis. Why have you, why have you kind of put Luke Price in there? Do You think he's going to be someone who's going to who's going to push him hard for that? Yeah, jersey? I think he
0: will push him right. To, you know, he's going to he's going to push him hard. Um, he's a, he's a different player to to Sam, um, and they both got. They both got slightly different ways in which they play, but it's they they they're, bas- they're basically they're both going to have to really put their hands up early doors, aren't they, to keep that shirt? And then I reckon it'll be a right old tussle all the way through the season. Um, but then you have got injury. You know, you, you, you know, you're never too far away from an injury as well. You at ten, at yeah. And, and cover
1: looks a bit light after light. those two. I mean, you yeah. Know, Luke, Luke Price is is I know um, he seems to be highly rated down there, and I think um, you know, he's, kind of, he's impressed a few people with, um, with his kind of attitude and stuff over the over pre-season. Um, obviously, Sam Davis, we know, he's former junior world player of the year. He's kind of lost his way a bit at the moment, but he's going to get an opportunity. Now, after that, you've got James Hook, who's not played a lot of rugby of late, and he's obviously kind of in the latter end of his career. Then, when you look at other... You know, you're probably into the, more of the, kind of the development... Yeah. youth players. So they're the kind of the Kai Evanses of this of this world. So, and you can't th- say as well with, I mean, Sam
0: and you know Sam and Luke there as well. They're not they're not the most experienced are they, no, So it's 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 a real big real big ask for those two boys. You know, they, they, there's there's no old head there is there just to sort of shore up the ship. Then if uh, if things are going slightly awry, I think. The old head actually, um, in a way, will we'll, we'll fall on probably Luke Price. Um, and We were paying. It looks like an old head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's got like you know like that kind of. Ar- <laughs> you, do you remember Arjun Robin the footballer? Yeah, he's kind of got that that kind of thing. Yeah, Luke Price is twenty-two, but he's, he's twenty-two. He he's, hasn't got a full. He's had a tough paper He in each, I think.
0: Yeah, he hasn't got a full head of hair, is he? Um, but he, we we paid particular attention, didn't we, down at HAC, where you could just see him addressing all the yeah, all the, forwards, all the backs. Um, and so, there's obviously a fair bit going on upstairs with him. So, I think he's certainly one to watch this season. But well, he's going to have to be, isn't he? Because there's not, as yes, we've gone through, there's not a huge, not a huge amount of players there. Then you link it to the centres. So, a change a, a, a good few changes there in the centres. How is he going to work with Scott and, and Owen? So, um, who are you? Who are
1: your sort of? So, I'm, I'm going to have to change. I'm for change yeah. my answer. Then I've gone first for Sam Davis. Um, I will go then for Dan Evans. Obviously, long you know, yeah. uh, been a long time fan of Dan Evans from his, his time at Skars. He's been phenomenal for for the Ospreys for a number of years. I think it's just that consistency because even last year, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't dip, he always offers that threat in attack. He's so never misses a game. Yeah, exactly. Never misses a game. He's so good under the high ball, and I think they're going to need that. They're going to need that level of consistency. And um, I think it's amazing the Sean Edwards signing for them, um, and I think that will make a big difference if it makes. The kind of difference that it did at, at Cardiff Blues last year, then it, it's going to it's going to work wonders for the Ospreys. But you know, it, I think they're going to want those those bits of magic and attack, and, and I just think that he's always going to get he's always going to get you that, even when you've got you on kind of back football and stuff. So yeah, I'm going to go for Dan okay. Evans. I like to throw another one in the mix, mm. and I know you hate it when I do this, but um,
0: for me, I, I've, I've had a, a close close second with um, was Sam Cross. I think he's going to be really important this year. Interesting. Um, just, just covering. He could cover all, all the way along that back. That, yeah. That, you know, six, seven, and eight. Um, again, watching him in preseason, mm-hmm. he just seems to, he just seems to do things that a lot of players can't do, um, or aren't willing to do. And he, he's there at the right times. He's a real good link man. Little offloads. I know that game was, you know, it's a pre-season game, so you can say it's a bit of a joke. You know, not everyone's going for it. Well, they're going for it in fifths and starts. But he looked impressive, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he did. And, um yeah, I think obviously that, that breakthrough game that he had against Saracens, you know, since then there was that Wales call-up. I think now is the real, you know, it's a, it's a real opportunity for him. Yeah. I don't think it's a sevens experiment anymore. I think it is... They have unearthed a, a gem. He's a bit rough around the edges, but he has got that that pace, that bit of skill that you'd expect from a sevens player as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. He loves the <clears throat> he loves the wider loves the wider channel as mm-hmm. well, doesn't he? So I think the Ospreys can can play a a really quite expansive game now this year, and they're going to have to do that. And they've got the wingers now as well to actually do that, which they were, you know, for me last year they just didn't have the speed out wide. They've certainly got it this year.
1: All right, let's have a look at let's have a look at breakthrough player then. Who have you opted for here?
0: Yeah, so on that, nice, nicely leading in is um, is Tom Williams. Interesting, you know, six foot three, fifteen stone ten. He's a big chap. He looked electric over the summer. Um, I think he's he's got a real good future.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I at the at the wingers, I think uh, I think Luke Morgan's the one whose who's speed really impresses me. I think he could be an interesting one to watch. Mm. The breakthrough player, I'm going to go for here though. Um, is Adam beard now, I think obviously to a certain degree maybe it was his breakthrough season last year, but I think this is the bit now where he really he really steps up a level, and I think he 's going to be massively important for the ospreys uh, I think he 's going to spend some time with Wales, but i also you know I also think he's he 's still going to be pivotal to the region getting off to a good start you 're going to need players like him. Um, I, I'm just so impressed with, with everything that he does he kind of, you know, I've said on this before that I think, you know, that Seb Davis has the, the opportunity to be kind of the next Alan Wynne-Jones and I think Adam Beard reminds me a lot of Luke Charteris obviously there's the size, but also you, know, you, you, look, at, you look at Charteris on the telly and you look at Adam Beard on the telly and you think, oh god, they're almost like bean poles they're, so, they're not, there's so much bulk there yeah. it's just because it's, it's spread over such a huge frame um they're like telegraph poles, you know, they're they're massive and, and big, strong, sturdy guys who can who can cause damage to opposition packs. And I think he does a lot of those things that that Charis does well, he does himself. So I think he, I think he's um he's in for a big season. Yeah. And I think this is the one where he breaks through from being, you know, a um a good prospect to a really important player for the Ospreys. Yeah, I don't I don't
0: disagree. He's um He's the second row that we've wanted, does not he? Does does offer something slightly
1: <laughs> different to the other guys we've got. What well, about best signing then, or most important signing? However you want to look at it.
0: Yeah, most important for me, I think is come is Scott Williams. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I think he's going to be really important. Obviously, he'll be away with um, with Wales. There's no doubt about that. But he's, you think how influential he's been down at the Scarlets, and you know what he's done in in terms of binding that team. And it's not just down to the coaches; it is down to key players like that we know that you know the Osprey's coach has already sort of singled him out as one of the one of the guys who's who's going to be the go-to guy um, for just binding that squad so he's going to have a huge pivotal
1: role I heard uh, Wayne Pivot talking about him recently as well and he was talking about and we'll talk about this in the Scarlet's podcast uh, when we when we broadcast that but he was talking about his leadership qualities as well and, you know, everyone kind of looks at the Scots, and you look at the players that they've lost, you know, the Barclays and the, the Ty Burns and stuff. But he was pointing out that, you know, Scott Williams was vice-captain uh, yeah. a lot of the time down there and, and ended up leading the side on occasions. He really rates his leadership ability. And I think that's going to be important. You know, in a, in a side where there's been lots of change on and off the field, having yeah. someone who can come in and, and display that from the get-go, I think will be really important. And it's easy to miss it with him, isn't it?
0: Because he's quite quiet. Mm. He's quite unassuming. You, he's not sort of barking orders, but when you just watch, when you when you watch him play, and he's having little words, and everyone's turning to him, and yeah, just the fact he was one of the main guys of the scarlets. So yeah, here we are.
1: You? I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for the the tight head prop Tom Bolter. Okay. And the reason I'm going for that, and this is going to be most important uh, signing, is I think a player that they're going to miss massively is Dimitri Arhip. I think he's been so important and the Ospreys often have looked a different side when Arhip's been playing tight head for them. And Obviously he's gone, he's ended up, uh, he's ended up further on down the M4 in Cardiff. What a signing. And that'll be, yeah, and I'm, <laughs> sure, and I'm sure he'll come up when we, when we do the Blues piece. But replacing him is absolutely pivotal. Now in Tom Boto, I think they've got someone with experience. Um, you know, again, he's, a, he's everything you'd expect from a, from a South African prop. He's you know he's a mean bastard. Uh, he's, he's big, powerful, and you know I think that's that's exactly what they're they're going to need in order to in order to shore that up. Obviously he's he's got experience in the Pro 14, playing for the Cheaters. So yeah, I think I think that's going to be most important. You know you don't get you don't get anywhere without a, without a good tight head prop. Obviously he's not going to be missing for internationals, or you expect him not to. The the beast from the east they've signed as well, um, Jorge Gagion. He's missing exactly, for he? six months. So, what happened there then? Uh, i know, no idea, but it's a tough Just, I mean, tough um, break to get uh, you know, so um so early on in and you know, without even playing a game. Uh so, you know, and then after that, you know, you've got the, the likes of Mafu Fear and I think it's really, really important uh, that that he kind of stays fit and is able to is able to, to leave from the front and give them give them some so a good solid platform in the scrum. You know, we've seen again another change off the off the pitch with uh, with Duncan Jones stepping up to kind of lead the scrummaging offering, which is good. You know, obviously he's a, a. Yeah. I tell you what, that was another thing you noticed. How trim
0: is he these days? He's got to be into some sort of iron man, as he as they all seem to t- turn see, to I don't or, know, but well, he's not. Trained,
1: he's not. He's not the Duncan Jones I remember. He's on the vegan diet, isn't he? He is on. The, he's, he's on he, that he vegan. A, a slip of a man, no? He is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm, another man who's on the vegan diet it was me by eating that bloody falafel, uh, which is why my voice went a bit weird uh, a minute ago. Um, but it's still a bit weird, isn't it? It is a little bit weird. <laughs> <But> yeah, vegan, <laughs> vegan diet or no vegan diet. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see how Duncan Jones goes yeah. in that role. You know, because he probably wasn't renowned f- for being a scrummager, no, but, but then often, think. you know, it's that's not necessarily to say that he's not a really good scrum coach. Because if he's one of those intelligent kind of players who learns things, adapts his game that he's able yeah. to bring I think he to. was
0: technically very good, wasn't he? But yeah. he, he, loved, he loved it around the park. Yeah, he? he was amazing around the park, yeah. you know, and his work rate at a time. Yeah. It was fantastic, one over the long, you know, both of them in the front there, Adam Longhead. It was kind of, I
1: don't know, happy times, is not it? Really? It was happy times. Right, let's, let's get some predictions then, Dan. Uh, what do you want to start with, Europe or the Pro 14 <sighs> for where the Ospreys are going to finish? Neither, actually. I want to throw it straight back to Ooh, you. Oh, go
0: on then. Um... So let's go with let's go with
1: Europe first. Okay. All right, Europe. What are you thinking? I think actually I think Europe could be a really good platform for the Ospreys. I think this could be the opportunity for them um Ooh. to kind of build. So I, yeah. I I've gone for semi-finals in Have Europe. You? Yeah. I went for final. Oh bloody hell. Right, there we go. Yeah. yeah. See, this is why it's more interesting when you don't tell me the answers oh, before, I, before we get on I always there. have a habit, don't am yeah. just talking it through. I know, that's why when I send you instructions, say, don't tell me the answers till we're on air. But yeah. no, I think I think they'll go well. Um, looking at the group they're in, Poe, Worcester Warriors, Stade Francais. Um, got two French teams. You never know how the French are going to take it. Sometimes they go on and win it. Other times they're not interested <laughs> at all. So, you know, I think that's, that's going to be... That's they're gonna all beatable, aren't, aren't they? Yeah, you know, Worcester are not... Um, you know, their their priority is gonna be staying up in the uh, in the English yeah. Premiership. So I can't imagine they're gonna be taking this one particularly seriously. Um, you know, and if Poe and Staff say get off to an half decent start in the in the, the top fourteen, then I think they might as they might look the other way as well. So I think it's a good opportunity Os- for Ospreys. Ospreys have targeted this and they really want it. I so. think so. And you know, you've seen you've seen Dan at, at Cardiff Blues what it can do for morale and um, and it's a route back into Europe. So yeah. look, I, I think they'll I think they'll take that seriously so semi-final and final yeah there we go what about the league what are, you, what, are you, what are you saying in the league league
0: so if we look at the the two conferences yes, yeah, so they're in they're in conference day aren't they so we've got the Blues yeah obviously Ospreys Cheetahs Connacht Glasgow and Munster and Zebra and Zebra yeah it's um, I think for me it's going to be the the, the the best really they can hope for is sort of third you know, third spot realistically, it's going its not going to be easy at all. No, i have gone for fifth actually.
1: For you. Yeah, I think they're going to finish outside. Um, I think fifth would actually get them into a European playoff this year, just because of the way—I um, don't know why that is actually. Um, yeah, every year, every year, this bloody league confuses me. Um, but yeah, I think the Ospreys—I think the Ospreys will finish fifth in Conference A, and you know, I think for their for their confidence, it'll be good to. If you get to, to hone in on Europe and, and get a good cup run on the go, um, you know obviously I'm not, you know, you don't you don't sacrifice the league, but I think they'll find out a lot more about their squad this season. I don't think they're going to be able to jump from where they've been to back straight away to being a you know a force and challenge for the league. But I'm sure, I'm sure the boys would, I'm sure the boys down there would tell us differently. Yeah, I reckon they're really they're really looking forward to this year, aren't they? Yeah, I, I'm sure they are. And uh, coming up after the break, you get a chance to hear some of that when we've got a snippet of our interview from Ben John where he looks ahead to the new season and obviously like we kind of mentioned there's something of a transition for the team really some big signings coming in which you've mentioned a few we'll talk about that shortly but of course some of those uh, some of those big departures as well Ashley Beck Dimitri Arhitman as you mentioned there web and, web and Bigger Having played alongside those guys, how much have they contributed to the region over the years? Oh, yeah,
2: it's, been, uh, it's been incredible. How much they have contributed. Um, just their presence. They when they come back from Wales camp, just the energy, the, the standard of skills they expect from all of us. It's just, um, it's just beyond. And seeing, I remember when I went to the Dragons. My first look into it was when I went to the Dragons. I oh, have four or five weeks there, and the first person I'd notice of was Lee Byrne yeah. just the way his standards were every time he'd have the ball he'd try and just practice doing something, and then from I was a young kid then, so things like that go a long way for us youngsters, and that's what Dan, that's what Webby, Beck that's all he all used to do with the Ospreys and it was, uh, it was good to see And as, as you mentioned there, some massive names coming
1: in, you mentioned there North Scott Williams, Alec Davis, just, just to name uh, a few of them Anyone out of those you'd particularly like to be lining up next to if you were, if you're back and fully fit this season?
2: Um, yeah, I, I played with all three of them in our under 18s team, so uh, if you, it would have been quality to uh, be involved again with uh, them three, and they're all fantastic players, and they're going to bring that much uh, more attacking threat to our our, our strong backline as it is. Anyone in particular? Or uh... yeah, I'd say um, I I'd like to play with Scott just because. My my game is hitting lines, yeah, and him getting drawn to defence just because how good of a player he is, and that'll give me that opportunity then to get that well one v one, and that's what that's what we crave uh, our thirteens. And obviously, it seems it seems quite strange to see the
1: Ospreys without High pick Cup <laughs> rugby this year, having spent you know so many so many seasons there consistently. Do you think that will be the, the number one priority this year, getting back in the, the top tier of Europe?
2: Ah, uh, yes. I think it is, it is important to get into that top tier, just the standard of rugby as well as bringing people in as well, uh, players in, but I think for Ospreys, I think, well, I'm hoping their goal is to win the um, European Cup and that is the main goal because um, we da- well, a few years ago we were in the same step and we should have, obviously it's easy to say now, but we should have just, oh, right, we're going to go for this, we'll try and win it and uh, I know we lost two, it, it was a start. We used to start in Millennium Stadium, yeah. Claremont, maybe, but um, I think that, that'll be huge for us just to get the and We got we got a great team because it's um it's something that we
1: that we mentioned with Scott a couple of months ago, and uh, you know this at a time when Scarlets were in their European semi, and then you the, the Cardiff Blues went on to to win the, the Challenge Cup, and we said, look, is that something that you notice, or are you just concentrating on your own region? And he said,
2: oh yeah, absolutely, you notice what the neighbours are up to because you want that success. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Just winning. It's a uh, habit, isn't it? So, win as much as you can, win even. That's what uh, we try and do now at the Ospreys, is try and win, even if they are in the gym, trying to compete against each other. It's trying to get that mentality of wanting to win all the time, which is, uh, I think, important in sport, especially professional sport.
1: And any uh, any youngsters at the region that, that we should keep an eye on this season? Any of the kind of the young couple players coming through you think are on for, uh, for a big season?
2: Yeah, I've oh, obviously got Keelan coming back, which is uh, always exciting cause It's such a uh, yeah, that way, his quality, yeah, yeah. The speed and is unbelievable. It scares me. No substitute for it, is it? Yeah, but the youngsters, Ruben he's yeah. a very good player. He's uh, one to watch.
1: Um, I suppose at that stage now, as well, where kind of the age grade rugby's behind, and it's, you know, it's time to, especially I suppose with Webby going, an opportunity to knock on the door and get a bit more regular rugby.
2: Yeah, of course, yeah. So, uh, yeah, those scrum off will be a tough, will be a tough um, position to go. out as well as Haberfield. Been awesome every yeah. time he plays. Um, and Ruben's coming through, Aubrey as well. Um, yeah, we've got some good, very good youngsters. Uh, yeah, I'd say Ruben and Keelan. I'm excited to see Keelan back. Yeah, I think I think every
1: uh, every Wales fantastic just excited just because it was yeah. such a such an amazing breakthrough season, and then to have spent pretty much the whole of the whole of last year out. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of easy to forget how young
2: he is, really, isn't yeah, it? exactly. It, was easy. it must be 20, 21 yeah. tops now, I yeah, think. Maybe uh, 20, yeah, yeah, crazy <laughs> young young <laughs> years. Fair play. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him play. That's
1: the thoughts of Ben John there, the Osprey Centre, who we caught up with earlier on uh, this summer. And you can hear that full interview by going back in there and listening to it. It'll be on the Attacking Scrum feed, however you get your podcasts through Apple, Acast, or whichever app that you use Right, final part of the show, we catch up with our regular contributor, good friend of the show, Yestin George. Joining me now, regular contributor, friend of the show, top journalist and one of the most melancholic men in the world. Yestin George, how are you? Quite melancholic as always. <laughs> I Routinely thought,
3: melancholic.
1: I thought the Abergavenny, uh, the Abergavenny Food Festival might have cheered you
3: up a little bit. Oh, it's, I've, I've t- missed time to my visit to Abu by a week, oh. so uh, unfortunately, I was I could all I could see was the banners and the posters.
1: That is a, that is a shame. So that's that's only going to add to the melancholy. Um, Absolutely. So let's 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 continue in that vein then, uh, because I think arguably the biggest news um, uh, this summer at the Ospreys is Sean Edwards. Now, surely that's something that's that's going to going to bring you out of your uh, bring you out of your your kind of mournful mood
3: yeah i i i bloody love sean edwards <laughs> i really really love him. i i've even prepared any kind of quote uh you know a sort of an argument should anybody ever dare say or question his contribution to welsh rugby over the last decade and a bit uh he's mag- a magnificent human being um and uh yeah, he's made his contribution fully, and if he makes as much of a contribution to the Ospreys as he did to Cardiff, you know, Cardiff Blues in a in a, a day a week, then it, it'll be it'll be pretty it'll be very handy for the Ospreys, definitely. Yeah,
1: and I think you know, obviously, it must have been a, a bit of an up and down year for the Ospreys last year. You know, changing changing head coach midway through the season, and and he'd only just signed an extension as well. You know, you think that having someone like Sean Edwards in the dressing room
3: can only be a help. Absolutely, and you know, it, they, I think we've we, I, you, and I talked long and about uh, this notion of you know Ospreys, the nature of what the Ospreys are, and you you you're quite happy, aren't you, with this idea of them being. Sort of like sluggish and uh, and and brute force, and then then play. Um, you know, I'm a bit more of even though you, you know I'm I, you know I'm a bit more of a romantic uh, uh, Swansea fan. You know, I'm a Swansea Rugby Club boy, so you know, come on the whites and slightly effeminate compared to the to the our friends from who, nice, so, You know, so, uh, so consequently culturally, the, I think Sean Edwards is perfect for. The Ospreys as they
1: are now. And what about then in the in in the backs? Maybe this could be the perfect alignment because you have the you know if Sean Edwards in defence kind of brings the uh, I guess the the kind of the neat toughness. Then perhaps a bit of Swansea flair might come in the in the form of Matt Sherrett. Yeah,
3: you'd, you'd hope so, but I I just don't know. Uh, I, the, the reason I the re, the reason I sound cautious is because. It just doesn't seem to have been a game plan of any description, really, for more than more than a season. Mm. Um, You know, the the the, the simple give it to Matavesi and see what happens. You know, around him, should he cause chaos? I mean, uh, you know, Matavesi seems twice the player he was. You know, he was when he left Ospreys. Now, you know, which is which is an indictment on on how. Osprey's word, I guess. So I am I'm very cautious because I worry a little bit about the burden on Sam Davis, and I worry a little bit about um, the level of expectations on Scott and George North. Um, I I worry a little bit about whether Ali Davis is going to just you know really make a step up you know, and uh, take it to the next level. And obviously there are you know, you just want then the rest of them, you just want everybody to stay injury free and just to improve. Yeah, I think ten's gonna be is going to be pivotal because if you
1: look outside of Sam Davis, you know, you've got Luke Price, James Hook, who I I don't think is going to play a huge role this year. There's not there's not a monster amount of options there. You know, Sam Davis had a poor season last season and really you need him to go back to that form of of kind of late 2016 in order for the rest of the back line to flourish.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it seems like such a burden, but uh, obviously he's, he's carried quite a lot of responsibility even when he was, you know, just past, just past his 20th birthday. So you just, you hope that it's a case of just the fact was that Ospreys didn't seem to have much of a clue what they were doing really behind um, behind the forwards and couldn't really get much momentum and it was all down to you know when thing good things happened yeah. and occasionally freakishly good things happened such as their performance at Saracens last year away they that seemed to nobody really can put their finger on how, why it happened and why they were so good that day and um, you just hope that. They'll just be more organised than that. You know, as professional rugby guys, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of, you gotta have a level of, level of play that you, you expect from yourselves and from each other and from the, and I think it's nothing, you know, does that. Also the supporters, you know, it's a pathetic amount of people who are going and, you know, going to watch, watch them play. They need, they need to, they need to galvanise those people and make them excited again. I suppose
1: yeah, you mentioned their organisation a number of times. Alan Clark as new full time head coach. Again, a lot of that is going to fall on his shoulders, isn't it? Really.
3: Yeah, he seems to right laugh, doesn't he? <laughs> He's joking and laughing all the time, pulling funny faces and everything. It's just a, yeah, I yeah obviously we don't I don't care. It's just in the dust in the <laughs> it's in the nature of the Ospreys coach. Uh Yeah, he. Everybody again. I've, you know, I've never read anybody saying negative things about them. So, uh, you know, it, it's just it's just a massive job. It, it, I think I genuinely think that they will struggle to be anything other than the the, the least successful um, region in in this season. Uh, but but I think. Of, They've got to show something that they're moving forward, and hopefully they'll, they'll, you know, they'll get somewhere by the end of this season, and at least will have, will have, you know, consolidated what what they are. You know, I know it sounds mad because they just don't know what this, what this region, what this team, what this, you, who these players are yet. They just there's no character to them, and uh, you know Cardiff blues have shown what can happen in a season, and they've worked really really hard and they were rewarded suitably by it you just You just hope that w- without expecting the same thing to happen at ospreys, you' hope that they just show some signs of progress yeah
1: and uh, I mean the thing is if you were to i was looking a, a bit further down the road at at the dragons when you mentioned you know kind of not being the the worst uh, Welsh region. Obviously, that's a mantle that the dragons have had more often than not. You know, there there is a, a degree of optimism there about the players who've come in. If you were to look at the Ospreys squad, um, and just the sheer talent that there is in there, you know, even excluding the new signings, surely the ambitions has to be has to be more than just not being the worst Welsh
3: region. Yeah, I mean, they've got the 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 pack is you know was certainly the second rows and and back three should be outstanding and um, you know the uh, truckers <laughs> um, possibly just you know maybe need you know need I don't know it, it just they certainly you can't sit there and say they're weak in you know they're, they're, their overall team is weak no individual great. And also great contributions from time to time from all all players, you know, during the, during a season. But that doesn't, you know, that that's that's how you lose gallantly rather than mm. win. You know, it's, it's gallant gallant defeats that where Tips is brilliant or you know Gareth Owen's busting through tackles or um, you know it's just not going to it's it's yeah it's, we need more than that.
1: And what do you make, you mentioned Justin Tipper there, what do you make of the decision to give him the armband this season? Obviously, he's, he's capped in the Ospreys a number of times anyway. Is it largely a ceremonial thing, or is it actually so Alan jones can kind of focus as we get closer to the World Cup on, uh, on his duties as Wales skipper?
3: Yeah, it, it almost suggests to me that they're expecting him to spend more time at, at, at Liberty than they thought. Mm. I don't know. I mean, obviously, they, they won't be on the inter, but he, he's not, certainly not going to go away for, to play sevens rugby for four weeks, is no. he? Or anything like that. That's not going to happen. If he's skipped there you'd think.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd, yeah, you'd imagine that's that's not going to be the case. But, I mean, I, I know there is a lot of strength in depth at seven. But still, for, for me, he's the heir apparent to that whale shirt. And you know, we probably haven't got time to go into this right now. But he's he's going to be in that. He's going to be in that whale squad. More often than not, you would think, just given out of the, you know, the, the sheer class that he's got, I can't see him not being in that squad. So, I don't know whether you know whether that whether that particularly helps or not, giving him the armband.
3: Yeah, I mean, I seem to remember. Am I, am I making it up in my head that he's been he was skipper when he was really young as well?
1: No, I think he was skipper when uh, during the 20,
3: 2011 World Cup. So oh. that was, you know, so he would have been yeah. pretty, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, and I, I, you know, I remember seeing Paul James being skipper at Osprey's yeah. and going, is that that bloke who plays in the second? Is either the one, is, you know, it, it, they've had some odd ones at odd times. I mean, clearly they knew what they were doing. You know, they, well, what do I know about the, about, you know, about this, the squad structure or anything? But it just seemed that they've always been, They've always had some quite curious um, selections in terms of who, who the season skipper ha- has been, but uh, you know that's just surely just they know they know better than anybody else about that sort of thing. But uh, you just definitely want somebody who's going to be around a lot of the time, and I mean Alan Wynne only needs to probably just you know pull his car up in the car park and send shivers of fear down. Um, and, and respect some people's, you know uh, I, I would imagine that he, he didn't need to perhaps turn up as often as uh, your average skipper might do you know his authority was something that that um, was greater than that
1: and then what about a prediction for the season just to finish on dare we ask how uh, you know can heart overrule head
3: well I, you know it would be brilliant maybe I think it would be Outstanding if they get if if they you know qualify for you know the bigger competition in you know in Europe if they that would be just I think that would be outstanding uh, and you can't you just got to hope that they progress and you've got to hope that they develop a, a a playing culture that's good to watch and that there's some people there are people who are happy to go and see them play and their the players are happy to play. You know, it's not. I don't. I genuinely don't think you can put too much expectation on them beyond that. Well, we have not got long to
1: to find out until the until the season gets underway, and I'm sure we'll be having uh, plenty of chats, melancholic or otherwise, throughout the course of the season. So, thanks for joining us, Justin. Okay, thanks very much, Jed. So that's it for our Ospreys preview. Next up, we'll be previewing the Cardiff Blues. And you can download that straight away. Get on it. Go and listen to it now. And, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts as well. We want to hear from you. You can do that at Attacking Scrum. You can join us on Facebook by liking our Facebook page. We've also got a Facebook group on there, which is called Wales Rugby Fans. Make sure you check that out. There's loads of chat on there throughout the season. Uh, And, yeah, we'll look forward to speaking to you very, very soon. Podcast Network.